The Science of On The Money Show. I mentioned earlier that my producers are stretching me this week. Last night, they had me reviewing a sports book. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The book Coach. It's a business book par excellence with sporting roots, and it's wonderful. Tonight, they're making me talk about boy bands, and there's a very good reason to. Colleagues with children of a certain age under extreme pressure last week to secure One Direction tickets. One Direction, in case you live under a rock, is made up of five youngsters who've taken the world by storm. They are probably the second wealthiest group of musicians in Britain under the age of 30, a year ago, they were thought to be nearly worth 50 million rand in their own right. Their sales, of course, have outstripped that dramatically. Pounds, pounds, pounds. not rand. No, I think it was 10 million. I thought, I thought it was about 17 million pounds or thereabouts. No, they made 59.3 million pounds in, 2000, in 2012. And then a billion. And then a billion the following year. But their personal wealth is going to be less than that. But they represent a company that was in 2012 was worth 50 million pounds. Okay. That is is regarded as doubling exponentially every year. So the year 2013, 100 million. This year, at least 200 million. My head starts to swim. It does. The Uh, average age of these children is? uh, It's under 30. They're they're about 23, 24. The voice of the music guru, Sean Brokerchild, this evening. He is helping us through the science of the boy band. Um, just to give you an idea of the quick One Direction story, 61 album and single number ones worldwide. The last album, Take Me Home, was number one in 37 countries. They're coming here next year. Tickets are sold out. I'm sure some people bought some extras and hope to sell them on Gumtree. Uh, but uh, Sean Brokerchild, um, the boy band, the ultimate boy band, where did the roots go back to? A lot of people would say the Beatles. And a lot of it's an easy it's an easy uh, leap to make, but um, to define a boy band, you need certain attributes, and you'll find that the origins of the boy band actually go back to the turn of the twentieth century with barbershop quartets. And a boy band is a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or their twenties. They um, do not play musical instruments. That's what knocks out the Beatles. Right. Beatles played instruments. But in terms of they the styling proper, and the, they were the marketing and all of that, Brian Epstein applied the very same formula that Barry Gordy had applied to Motown, that Simon Cowell is applying to One Direction and did apply to Boys Own, that um, Lou Walsh applied to Westlife. It's a very simple formula. You, uh, you, you, t- you take a couple of good-looking kids. Good-looking kids. You can kids. hold a tune. You have complete control over their image. Over yeah. their behavior. You'll notice that boy bands don't have scandals. They have silly little things that they do. They have but tiffs. They do not do what Bieber does, for example. No. But they take, do not do what Oasis did in their lives. Didn't take that come a little bit unstuck, though, because there were ego issues? Well, ego issues, and Robbie Williams wanted to go solo, yeah. and he did. But and, and Robbie Williams only really started to misbehave when he started hanging out with the Gallagher brothers from <laughs> Oasis. Once he'd left, yeah. he wasn't allowed to before that. Is, is there a formula for the boy band? Four members, five members? Yeah, they, they're almost invariably four or five members. Yeah. And they, they, they also have, generally have a lifespan and a shelf life. Although some have made comebacks recently, to, uh, take that you mentioned them, sure. they have made a comeback. But um, they're defined by the fact that they've got these four or five very well-dressed, very well-groomed, and um, very well-choreographed, because you have to be able to move and dance in a boy band. That's part of the deal. Damn. And look good on camera as well. Damn. You don't have to be particularly bright. You don't have to even be able to sing. They, um, the, the recent scandal regarding boy bands, and there have been controversies over the years, like lip syncing, for example. Millie Vanilli. You think Millie yeah. Vanilli was bad? Wait <laughs> until he got to, to Backstreet Boys oh. and Boys Own and guys like that. Yeah. And the, the latest thing is something called auto tune. 
And what they do is if, if one member of the band or several of them either yes. can't, first problem is if they can't harmonize together. Yes. You have to be able to sing in harmony. Then they get singers to sing the voice that you have to sing in, and they train them individually. But it gets even worse when they get those voices to actually fill in in recordings. That's called auto-tuning. And obviously that is just completely... It's like no, adding flavor to something you're blanc. Yes, well, it's it's like it's like making up something completely different, yeah. selling it as Sauvignon Blanc, and then um, expecting the person to drink Sauvignon Blanc at home and be happy. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. So we go back to the origins. Take me back to early boy band stuff. Give me a sample of early boy. So, band. well, I suppose the boy band phenomenon. You have to go back to the Beatles, and and Motown because that's when the formula was set. And you take this talented group of kids, and. It's actually a misnomer because they're not a band. They don't play instruments, but they are boys. Right. They're definitely not men. And that's why Boys to Men is such a clever title. It was. And that's why Boys is in the title so many times in, in so many of these bands. It's so common because they're appealing to a teenage girl market. And that's what the Motown groups like the Ink Spots did. And that's what the Beatles did in terms of their styling, in terms of the way that they were handled. The Beatles started what was called the British Invasion yep. on the charts. And that allowed in bands like the Monkees. Now, the monkeys, they truly were monkeys because they did not play any instruments. Although, But you watch all the old movie they footage. They pretended to. They pretended to. Oh. It was only after the TV show ended. They were assembled to uh, be this band on TV. Yes. In the same way that the Archies were after them. They came from the TV show. And they were meant to, they were meant to be musicians, but they weren't. They were actors. <gasps> and only when the show was canned and they realized they had to make a living and go out on the road did they learn to play a few instruments. So they did. And got in some musicians. Oh, wow. Some sort of plainer-looking musicians. So, so, so the monkeys weren't really monkeys after all. Uh, no. And eventually they weren't, but they were yeah. very cheeky imps to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> they took the public for a ride, but they loved them nonetheless because they, they ticked all the boxes. Yeah. So you had the 60s and you had bands like that. You also saw um, Motown going full steam in the 60s. Okay. And you had girl bands as well. Yes, we did. Remember the Spice Girls. Remember the, well, remember the Supremes. The Supremes. They were Diana uh, Ross. And it's not called a girl band. It's called a girl group, uh, yes. an all group. Because you do get girl bands like Heart. Remember Barracuda? Yes. They're, they're a girl band because they play guitars as well. So it's, it gets quite tricky. It's still just silly labels at the end of it. 70s came along and then a, a bunch of brothers called the Jackson 5 hit the world. They the original boy band then, maybe? I, I, I would say they fit... All, all the right criteria. But yeah. now they are the Jackson Geriatrics. They are, yeah. They still are. And the, the cool thing is their children have started a boy band. They're competing against their children in that market. They're way too old to be a boy band. But are they still, are the Jackson 5, the original Jackson 5 without Michael, yeah. the, are they still going as a boy band? Are they still classed as a boy band? As a men band, yeah, they would. The only thing that disqualifies them is the age. Yeah. And Tito is trying desperately to keep it going. Yes. And their, their great swan song was, can you feel it? And that was when M MJ yeah. left and went with Quincy Jones and joined the circus and got yes. himself a baboon and became the most successful human being on the planet for 20 years. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that was the Jackson 5. Play me some music. I wanna oh. play, okay. So I want to play you the first. I want to tell you a story first. Yes. Okay. Love uh, um, it's, a, it's about a poor, unfortunate band called New Edition. Now, they were an R&B act, and they took over the the ground that the Jacksons vacated when Michael left and it all became a bit passe. And they were great 
They were the first, they were promoted as the first boy band. They were called the first boy band. They unfortunately had a manager called Morris Starr, who was a complete swine. <laughs> he t- <laughs> they recorded an album. They had several hits. They went on their first major concert tour. He dropped them off back in the projects where they came from and said, well done, guys. Here's your, here's your pay. And he paid them each, wait for it, $1.87. Checks for $1.87 to the four of them. And he said, well, you know, it's, it's expenses. And they said what one says in the projects when one is offered uh, an offer is like that, something to do with, I can't even think about it. But anyway, it's like, I'll give you $50 and run away or yeah. you're going to die. And so Morris Starr oh. went and he took the, that concept and he found a bunch of white guys, including Marky Mark, who went on to… The Funky Bunch. Yes, indeed. Yes. And his brother Donnie. And they formed new, new Kids on the Block. And they were the first successful boy band, as we know, boy bands. You want some music? It's 30 seconds. New Kids on the Block. Did they make lots of money? Oh, yes, they did. Um, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they made a huge amount of money. Yes. They made, they, they're still on the, the top tier list of bands, of successful boy bands. And do you think that it might be an easy list? No, no, no. There's lots. There's hundreds of boy bands out there. So to make that list, you're making serious dosh. You've made – to be uh, on that list, you've got to have sold at least about 20 million records. <sighs> They sold 20 million of those. At least, word. yeah. The 80s were desperate times. It's awful. And the, uh, the 80s, I mean, I suppose they were competing with all sorts of other music styles as well. But the boy bands emerged and then, then the Spice Girls emerged. So that culture was perpetuated. Yeah. And for a while, it was a debate what was going to be the boys or the girls. Are they going to be more popular? They had, they had um, Destiny's Child. Yes. They had the Spice Girls. We had NSYNC. Um, we had the Backstreet Boys. But the boys won out, and the reason for this actually is that it's a gender thing. You know, boy bands are aimed at teenage or tweens, as they're called, or preteens, anything from about 12 up to the age of about 17. And their mothers. And their mothers, of course, yes. and their, their uncles who walk funny. <laughs> um, no, no. But nonetheless, we won't mention those. But they, they buy a lot more music yes. than your average 15-year-old with pimples picking his nose that just wants Kurt Nirvana, dude, or, you know, yeah. and is prepared to steal it. I was like that, exactly like that. And a lot of kids nowadays do. They just download it for nothing. Yeah. Um, give me one more band and then we'll take a, take a little break. Okay. So the, um, the 90s, 90s arrived and the Sharpies, because a boy band right at the middle of the most important member of a boy band is that wizened old man with a cigar. And um, Simon Cowell arrived on the scene and Lou Walsh and Lou Pillman arrived on the scene. And you had bands like Boyzone emerging. Uh, yes. And you had bands like Take That. Now, Simon Cowell's abiding shame was that he missed out on signing up take that he was like the guy who who didn't sign the beatles the first yes. time around he that guy signed the rolling stones and in the same breath simon cowell he's made good he's made good yeah yes good. And, then, and there was a joke going around at the time of the beatles you know this dude would sign even the cleaning lady which happened to walk past <laughs> in case and that's what simon cowell did he signed everyone and he ended up with four successful bands in the 90s he did which is this one uh oh the song okay let's, play, let's, let's have, let's have a bit of take that but take that, take yeah. that, take that. Well, not too bad.
Far more memorable, far more, I suppose, of our generation, perhaps, as the boy bands mature. And they started to get some melodies and it's a little less techno. And it's Well, there's it's one, nice I mean, there's, there's one great differentiating factor. And the, in my mind, the girl, the girl groups should have won because they could sing. Yes. Some of the earlier bands couldn't sing. They could look very cute in sneakers yeah. and caps, but they could not sing. What did we have? We had the soft shoes. Oh, oh boy. We haven't really had, we've had members of boy bands. Remember the Bay City Rollers? They were an yes. early boy band. Bruce Miller. Remember uh, Bruce Miller? They, yeah. were, they were part of... Cl- what were they? No, Bruce Miller was... Oh, man. No, no, no. Help you, me. You're thinking of Duncan Fora. I'm thinking Duncan Fora, but Bruce Miller was part of the same band, wasn't he? No, no, that's Rabbit. That was Rabbit. Rabbit, Rabbit. That was Trevor Rabin, who yes. went off to become an uber-successful producer. We had boy bands. Yes. Uh, yeah, but nothing... I mean, if you judge them on sales... Oh, no. Okay. Uh, no, no, not, not, even, not even close. We're so stunned by the performance of One Direction, the sales of tickets in South Africa, we decided to do the science of the boy band, go back to the roots of the boy bands and uh, kill off some of the fallacies about the Beatles being the original boy bla- band, boy bland. They were never bland. But there have been some bland boy bands, haven't there? The oh, there have been some nasty boy bands. <laughs> I, I stubbornly refused to play Backstreet Boys, who, until One Direction came along, were the most successful boy band of all time. Um, they just are simply appalling. But I want to talk about one that's actually sometimes you find gems sometimes yes. in all of this. Like for example, out of Take That emerged Robbie Williams, who is a rascal but a very entertaining oh, he's rascal. Fantastic. He's lovely. He's yes. one of the best entertainers I've ever seen. Um, then the Irish got hold of the idea of boy bands. An Irish producer called Lou Walsh, uh, he, he started a, a band called Boyzone. Yep. And um, he got the help of Ronan Keating, who fit, who fitted all the, the right boxes. He was good-looking, good sing, but he was also a sharp guy, and he had a business brain. So he was actually the manager of Westlife, as well as being was one he? of the people, yeah, with the co-manager, the, yeah. you know, with Lou in the background. And Westlife introduced a new dimension. They introduced the boy band who was actually good and could sing. I don't believe And it. were worth listening to. And part, part of their... I think part of their success is they unashamedly do covers. I mean, they, they have covered virtually everything. They've covered more than Timberland, the, can't, the, the people <laughs> at the back bedding. So uh, here, here's a great one, and I want people to sing. This I is really, life. Must yeah. we sing along? You've got to sing. I know you're a downtrodden commuter coming back from the economically active world, which I know nothing of, and I know it's been a hard day. This is a way to get yourself free. Bruce, even Julius at the back of the class, please sing. This is a song done by Barry Manilow. Oh. And who it was never in a boy band, but would be the spiritual heartland of any boy band. Let's play this. We miss Mandy Wiener. Yes, we do. Let's let's wrap up. Let's let's fast. Mid-singing. Okay, fast track. You want to talk about One Direction. One Direction, what makes them so fabulous? What makes them so fabulous is they, not only are they most wonderfully, cleverly marketed and put together as a package, they met together as rejects. They met together. All of them failed the auditions for the X Factor. Simon Carl saw them, and there's something called the, the boy band boot camp. And he sent them off to the boot camp, and he said to them, look. The man's a genius. You have to... You have the potential. I want you to re-enter, but as a band this time, and I'm now in charge of everything. I own everything about you. And they said, okay, cool. That was in 2010. It's now 2014. Up to 2012, they didn't even make the list of top 10 earners. They just 
bumped into hyperspace. And that's a result of clever mark, uh, merchandising. You can buy yourself a Harry Styles cardboard cutout and put it in your room. Yeah. Put on your One Direction uh, pajamas. <laughs> put your One Direction slippers. Put on your fragrance. Yeah. They make, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars with stuff like that. That's apart from concerts. That's apart from the movie. It's a commercial wonder. It's an absolute wonder. And what makes them different, what makes Simon Cowell different to Barry Gordy from Motown is he's got access to social media. Yes. And he's used it so well. And most of this success has been generated by social media. <laughs> and... Well, in two years from, two year, five years from now, we'll be going one who? I'm going to be very bold and I'll say yes, yeah. because they actually can sing. And they, they've introduced rock, which is something that boy bands don't uh. do. They've introduced an element of rock. Now, imagine if, if you, you know that song, Hey There, Delilah? Yep. Uh, the Plain White Tees. If you imagine that that dude wandered into the studio where Mumford and Son were rehearsing and they said, let's do a song together, you'd get a One Direction song yeah. like The Story of My Life. And they've got those elements of rock that make them able to grow with the audience. Now, but that's the point. And one of Madonna's great success stories is she stayed relevant across generations. Or I mean, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Absolutely. Um, the Beatles. Everyone, there's that cliche, I grew up with the Beatles. You did indeed grow up with the Beatles. They changed as you changed. And someone like Justin Bieber can't change. Someone like Lady Gaga can't change. Someone like um, Whitney Houston couldn't change. No. Absolutely so. not. Sean Brokerjob, the music guru this evening, the science of the boy band, and that's why there's so much fuss over One Direction.